0: Today is Thursday, February fourteenth, 2019, and you're listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Jesus moves out onto a plane to teach. Everything gets flipped upside down in the lesson. The poor, hungry, and grieving are blessed, but woe to the rich, the fed, and the happy. Blessings and woes. Take a moment to consider times in your life when you felt blessed, and then when you felt the heavy burden of woe. How have the experiences shaped your understanding of God? Today we read from the Gospel of Luke, the 6th chapter, from the Message Translation. Coming down off the mountain with them, he stood on a plain, surrounded by disciples, and was soon joined by a huge congregation, from all over Judea, Jerusalem, even from the seaside towns of Tyre and Sidon. They had come both to hear him, and to be cured of their ailments, those disturbed by evil spirits were healed. Everyone was trying to touch him. So much energy surging from him. So many people healed. Then he spoke. You're blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. Then you're ready for the messianic meal. You're blessed when the tears flow freely. Joy comes with the mourning. Count yourself blessed Every time someone cuts you down or throws you out, every time someone smears or blackens your name, do discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and that that person is uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Skip like a lamb if you like. For even though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company. My preachers and witnesses have always been treated like this. But it's trouble ahead if you think you have it made. What you have is all you'll ever get. And it's trouble ahead if you're satisfied with yourself. Yourself will not satisfy you for long. And it's trouble ahead if you think life's all fun and games. There's suffering to be met, and you're going to meet it. There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. Your task is to be true, not popular. Our Wednesday night adult education group spent the last month reading a book about Mr. Rogers, the late creator and star of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Not being a big fan of Mr. Rogers, I didn't realize the pointed social justice messages he wove into almost every show. While he presented a passive exterior, he was as determined to work for justice as he was to care for children. I also didn't know the level of his wealth. One would not think a star of PBS, even a popular one, as being wealthy. However, Fred Rogers was wealthy. Matter of fact, he never experienced anything but abundance his whole life. While Mr. Rogers proclaimed justice for the poor, food for the hungry, and comfort for the grieving, he did so from an elegant mansion in the wealthy Squirrel Hill neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We concluded our study by watching the documentary about... Fred Rogers called, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Again, the movie revealed a side of Mr. Rogers most never saw. The film focused on his impact on children and friends. It did not talk about his work and dedication to prison ministry, or his passion for eradicating hunger. Regardless how you feel about him, Fred Rogers was a person of great wealth and even greater influence. Near the end of the documentary, His wife shares his last conversation with her husband. Before he slipped into a coma, Fred Rogers asked his wife, Do you think I am a sheep? Despite all wealth, success, impact, and positive influence on others, Mr. Rogers was not sure he was good enough to be loved. His question left me wondering, Do any of us really feel good enough to be loved? Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Plain, those who are poor, hungry, and grieving are blessed. It's hard for me to imagine a child foraging for food on a pile of garbage thinking, boy, this is the life. Do they ever consider God as anything other than someone who has punished them? Where is the blessing of overwhelming grief? Even when death comes at a natural time, it remains a cruel separation from those whom we love cannot imagine any blessing in the experience when death takes a loved one who is too young to die. Can anyone in the midst of grief find comfort or a source of joy in these words? Although it has also been my experience the moment we are most open to being loved is when we are in our most vulnerable state, when the color of our outfit doesn't even enter our mind, when the concern for how we come off to others is not even a passing thought, That moment, when we are most wounded, is the very time we will take any source of comfort we can find. When all hope of living was lost, Fred Rogers asked a question. The question revealed a doubt which plagued him his whole life. A doubt no amount of money or popularity could take away. However, it also provided an opportunity to hear the words he wanted to hear. Yes, Fred, if ever there was a sheep, it was you. When all seems lost, it is not lost at all. In the depth of despair, God's kingdom is waiting there for you. It is why joy joy comes both in mourning and when we wake up to its presence. When all hope of living was lost, Fred Rogers asked a question. The question revealed a doubt which plagued him his whole life. A doubt no amount of money or popularity could take away. However, it also provided an opportunity to hear the words he wanted to hear. Yes, Fred, if ever there was a sheep, it was you. When all seems lost, it is not lost at all. In the depth of despair, God's kingdom is waiting there for you. It is why joy comes both in mourning and when we wake up to its presence. blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. Then you're ready for the messianic meal. You're blessed when the tears flow freely. Joy comes with the morning. Count yourself blessed every time someone cuts you down or throws you out. Every time someone smears or blackens your name. Do discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort, and that that person is uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens, skip like a lamb if you like, for even though they don't like it, I do, and all heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company, my preachers and witnesses have always been treated like this, but it's trouble ahead if you think you have it made. What you have is all you'll ever get. And it's trouble ahead if you're satisfied with yourself. Yourself will not satisfy you for long. And it's trouble ahead if you think life's all fun and games. There's suffering to be met, and you're going to meet it. There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others. Saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. Your task is to be true, not popular. How does this reading make you feel about your own life? Guilty for feeling blessed? Concerned for those who are not? Oppressed by trouble? Can the words, God's kingdom is there for the finding, lead you into a place of hope? May God strengthen you and bless you with peace. May Christ bring forth justice in and among you. And may the Holy Spirit, who calls you beloved, shine upon you and guide your days in love. Amen.